Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin AC. I am uh, I'm at least near Cooperstown. Uh, that's where I'll see this week on the induction of uh, Trevor Hoffman and, of course, Alan Trammell, uh, Kearney High guy. Right, Jay? Kearney High. Kearney High. Amazingly, only the second San Diego high school product to go in to the wow. Hall of Fame following the legendary Ted Williams. It's hard to believe that's with really all the baseball awesome. talent we've had here that uh, wow. he, would be, he would be the only one. And uh, I'm not sure who would... Uh, there's got to be somebody out there who would be next, but we'll worry about that later. I'm sure I'm missing someone. <laughs> o- sure, I'm missing someone. Obviously, sports editor of the Union Tribune, and uh, talk a lot about the, the Hall of Fame. But I mean, as far as the Padres, they start a three-game series. Uh, Jeff Sanders will be covering that for us. Uh, three-game series at home against the Diamondbacks. Two more at home uh, against uh, the Giants before they join me back on the road in Chicago uh, next week. Um, Padres, uh, what is it? I think now. I mean, at one point they were four games below. This is the middle of that series in Atlanta, the end of that uh, road trip, which was the start of that long stretch of mostly road games, and they were four games under 500. I didn't think they were ever going to be much better than that, but I didn't think they were playing that far over their head, if at all, and suddenly here they are, a season-high 21 games back going into Friday night's game. 21 games and under Twenty one like games under, under 500. I, um, I'm sorry, 21 games under 500. Right, 16 back of the Dodgers. I, I did not think that they would be this bad, uh, as bad as they've played in the last, I don't know, what is it, five weeks or so maybe? Something uh, something like that. But yeah, they, well, it's, they haven't won a series. They're 0-9-1 in their last 10 series, and that would include that Atlanta series. Okay, so they've been bad. Um, <laughs> and they, they get Arizona's best this weekend. I mean, they have Granky uh-huh. tonight, Patrick Corbin tomorrow, and Clay Buckholtz on Sunday. All three have pitched very well this year. Uh, the Padres countering with Perdomo, who had a good start last time out, uh, Tyson Ross, who I guess this really could be his final, final, final game as a Padre, um, and Joey Lucchese on Sunday afternoon, which I guess means Lauer and Richard will face the Giants next week uh, when they come in. Yeah, but, so- you know, this weekend is, is obviously about more, and these next few days is about more than the Padres on the field, not just Hoffman, but this discussion – which I think we should get into first. Um, Bryce Miller wrote a column that's online today about the Padres and this this talk about looking at Chris Archer, looking at Noah Syndergaard. I, I don't know who else they might be looking at, but why exactly? Maybe you can explain it to me because I'm like Bryce. I, I don't get this one. Why are they looking to add a veteran high-priced pitcher or someone who will be a high-priced pitcher at this point in their development, rebuild, whatever you want to call it? Well, for the right price, and I'm not going to say that this uh, something that is going to make you any happier, Jay, considering uh, <laughs> what I know of, of how you felt about the, uh, the Eric Hosmer signing. But I, I, don't think, I don't think happy or unhappy would quite be the correct. I, I don't, I don't, the Padres <laughs> don't make me happy or unhappy. It's more just kind of well, curious as much as anything else. And, Sure. And, and observant and, and offering observations. So anyway, go, sure. please, think, please continue. I don't think this is going to sway you then, shall okay. I say. Um, where you go, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but if the price is right, and, and here, look, this is what I know, is that I'm confident that they will not be doing anything that is anything like 2015. I'm speaking as if, uh, you know, I'm like them, that the way that they're operating is that they're going to be good in 2020 or 21. Oh, I just wanted to clarify that. 
I don't know if they will be good. Um, and they're not going to be giving away Fernando Tatis, Mackenzie Gore. I, I, I don't know. I do not know beyond that. What I do know is that they believe that they have stockpiled prospects now and that if it's not now, it's soon that they are going to actually have to start including some of those prospects in some trades. Now, to get to your specific point about Archer, Syndergaard, Stroman, whoever it is, else it is, and I'm told that there's more, um, is now the time? Great question. Um, if you're asking me, yeah, that was actually the way that I approached this uh, with people in the Padres is, what, what the heck? What, what are you doing now? Well, we're not doing this, but we are doing our due diligence, and we are trying to decide whether – at the price that will ultimately be asked, now is the time for us to be doing this. Might be a little early, but it might not. And so I brought up Eric Hosmer there, and Jay, this would be something along those lines. And, and I think I don't necessarily get it. I don't think it's the same thing. But you're talking about uh, a, a pitcher that they would look to acquire now that would be still somewhere near the prime – of his career when they expect to be good and in the interim would be make them respectable or help them be more respectable and would be able as a good player, not a Chase Headley, not even an AJ Ellis, okay, not a Clayton Richard, but a guy who is a good pitcher while also showing these guys how to work because that's huge to AJ Preller. That's huge to, to Andy Green that you would have a veteran presence that is actually also, you know, getting his job done. And so there, that's the best I can explain it. I'm not saying that that's that I agree because I, I'm like, wait a minute, you're saying you're not going to be any good in 2019. You say you might not even be very good in 2020. Then what in the world are you doing right now? Well, and it just seems like such a risk in terms because of pitching as much as anything else. I mean, if they well, were talking about bringing in a third baseman or you know somebody along those lines, somebody who could actually hit the ball, um, which you know was supposed to be what Hosmer was doing, and he and was for a while, and he he hasn't been very good lately. But I, as as you and I both believe, he 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 can't be this bad. Um, I, I'm going to keep saying that uh, right. for now. But but I mean, look, Eric Hosmer, proven track record, not as big a risk mm -hmm. in that sense. Yet it still hasn't gone great, and they are 21 games under 500, not because of Eric Hosmer, but I mean that they still are 21 games under 500. Bringing in a pitcher trying to look two years down the road at when they might be good, who knows what's going to happen to that pitcher. There's such a risk involved with pitching. It just seems mm -hmm. to me like the time to do this is when you get closer to when you're actually going to be good. And, of course, we, as, as you said, we don't even know if they're going to be good. I mean, it's like they think they're going to be good, but right now they're terrible, and there's not a lot of guys on this team, I think we could agree at this point, who look like – they would be part of a championship team. So there's going to have to be, there's got to be guys down the line, down the road mm -hmm. that are going to be brought up. And most of the top prospects seem to be, uh, other than, of course, Tatis and Urias, seem to be pitchers. So now you're going to go sign a veteran pitcher and you're still going to continue on this, on this road. I, I, like I said, it just, it, I get what they're saying, but I just can't buy into it. And unless they get a guy, I mean, look, if you could get Noah Syndergaard in here with, I think he's controllable for three, three years of arbitration after this, mm -hmm. and you could yep. get him in here for the, for the price of, you know, I don't know, Eric Lauer and Joey Lucchese, okay, great, yeah, sure, sign me up. Mm -hmm. 
but if you're going to be if you're going to start giving up top 10 prospects, you know, a couple of the Cuban pitchers or mm. people along those lines or uh, even a, a Chris Paddock, uh, you know, that's no, to the point no. where I just can't see where that makes any sense. So I, I guess we, you know, we can't wait until we see if it actually happens. We have to immediately react to it. And my immediate reaction is that it doesn't make any sense. Now, if they if they end up doing something like this, we'll look at it again and see what the price was that they paid. But on the surface, this just doesn't seem like the kind of move that makes any sense. And again, I, I didn't like the Hosmer move. I understood it at least. I don't understand this one unless you can just absolute steal a guy. And it's hard to believe that that's going to happen. And especially a guy like Chris Archer, who is going to be 30 years old in September, which means you know he's going to be on his 30, pretty much close to 33 by the time these guys even have a chance to be contending. I feel extremely confident that these deals, and that's why I said I think you know quite a few times there at the beginning I, I, I interjected at the right price. I feel very confident that this team is not going is is not trying to accelerate its process. I really do, and I I, I know that that's sort of how the Hosmer deal was looked at, and maybe it did a, they, that was the intent a little bit, but but not really. It was to bring to bring help bring everybody along. Your points about pitching, absolutely. Uh, I think are spot on. If this was at the end of next season or toward the end of next season, and you had seen uh, Tatis, Urias, maybe others, you'd seen Lauer and Lucchese develop. Gosh, heck, by by maybe Logan Allen's up here. Whatever was happening, uh, Francie Cordero's healthy and playing. Right, totally Walmart, different. Whatever, and you're going, you're going. Oh, okay. So now we're seeing there could be an Astros type jump in 2020. You know what I'm talking? Astros of 2015, yeah. right when they made the playoffs. No, absolutely. Would that would go, be totally different wow. situation if 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 they were looking at it and and you know they were they were 52 and 52 at this point next year I would say hey this makes a lot of sense uh and like you said you had also seen some of the future guys come up and and show well now you can start to buy into yeah they're getting close now's the time because they're going to have to add people I mean the Astros did that the Cubs did that and they've said I mean, that all along that's yep. going to right that's going to be part of the plan you're not going to just have a entire roster uh, other than Myers and Hosmer, of guys that you know, just and, or maybe even Mejia now that just came in here, uh, you know, that are part of this from the beginning. You, you're going to you need to bring in guys like those guys that I just mentioned and and make something uh, and and add to the to the mix. But it just to to be given up top guys now. I, I I have a hard time seeing that that happen. And maybe it, and maybe it won't. And maybe this is all. You know, just just talking about nothing, but it did yeah. <laughs> it did strike. But you know, it it did. You know, when you asked about it, you didn't get a you know to to steal from Seinfeld because everything comes back to Stein, Seinfeld. You didn't get a you didn't get a get out of here. You know, right? You, and, okay. you got an admission that this was happening. And but but not a at what level? But but at least it was discussed to the point of hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is a. Uh, this is what we're thinking, and they were, there was an acknowledgement that they are, and this is something I didn't think was going to happen until next year, because they didn't think it was going to happen until next year, that they are actually re- feeling that their prospects are good enough, and there's enough of them that, that maybe it's time that they would feel safe moving them, because it's always been this thing of, well, when is too early, and when is going to be too late? Now, to support you, Jay, or to support your point about – the, the, the pitching and, 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 you know, not knowing and, uh, how what's going to happen in two or three years. 
and that bringing in a uh, really solid position player, it's the same reason they'd really like Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro, um, to, to actually be a part of the team and, and be, you know, be good. Uh, and I just threw out those two guys. It could be other guys, Austin Hedges, because exactly what you said. Look, not even Tatis and Urias are going to come up here and rake. These guys are not Bryce Harper. This is, these are not Mike Trout. There's going to be some seasoning that is going to be required. I mean, 2020-21, maybe. Is it 22, maybe? Is it 23? I mean, no, let's, ju- let's just you know, say it's going to be 2050 now, and then we, you know, we'll, be, we'll, we'll be safe. <laughs> so I'm just saying that I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's not, this is not like next year, even if Tees were up right now. Right. He needs some time in the majors. No, there, I mean, this team is not – it's, it's hard to imagine this team being competitive next year. Um, no. Barring, right. you know, some sort of weird thing like we saw in 2010 where, you Here's know, the, the last thing everything I'd like aligned to say correctly. On that but. Is the one thing that I, I, I felt consistent all along, and I felt it consistent whenever that day was Wednesday uh, when I was uh, asking around about this. Um, they are not going to blow this up. I, I, I Obviously, uh, like any of us in this business do, uh, respect the heck out of Buster Olney. Did you happen to see his uh, his uh, story on ESPN.com about the Padres and what the heck are they doing? I think was the headline. Right. Um, looking at Syndergaard and all that. And I thought that everything in it was was spot on, except he insinuated that this signaled they were trying to do something like they did in 2015. And that is just absolutely not the case. Right. Well, I, that would be the obviously the great fear of, of most Padre fans would be that you know, somebody was going to make, make them all relive 2015. Um, mm, so yeah. anyway, moving on to happier occasions, you're in Cooperstown this weekend for mm-hmm. a, a happy occasion. It's 11 years since Tony Gwynn was, um, inducted into the hall of fame. And obviously a lot's changed for everyone since then. If, if this was 11 years ago, you'd be and you were still doing the same thing, you'd be worried about Jason Verrett suffering yet another injury today. Um, but anyway, have you been to a Cooperstown induction previously? Had, uh, I did Tommy Lasorda's induction in 1997 when I was covering the Dodgers. So uh, I'm sure that, that much has though. I also am sure that much hasn't. Uh, and it's a beautiful place, and I really look forward to it, and it's a great event. And obviously... A lot of San Diegans, uh, it sure seems to me, are, are heading to this. And, and you know, uh, Trevor deserves to, to be, uh, gosh, when's the next time this is going to happen? <laughs> As you <laughs> said, uh, it's been 11 years since uh, Tony went in. And uh, this this should be a really good time uh, for everybody. I was just doing my research on, on Trevor's career and kind of reliving some things that I was, you know, I was in L.A. for a part of that. And I was covering the Chargers and so engrossed for that. I mean, there's just some things that it, that it brought up, and man, like him. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was it was fun times to 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 live through that, and and I was lucky enough to cover a lot of games, uh, you know, during the sort of the, I guess, kind of near the end of Trevor's time uh, with the uh, with the Padres, but he was. He was still great, and 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 what I always remember is what. A, and I don't I don't want to speak like I'm eulogizing him because he's obviously very much alive. But Trevor's a great person. He was one of those guys that you could always count on. He was a stand-up guy in the in the clubhouse afterward. He actually was more eager to talk to reporters after the rare blown save than when he saved a game. Because when he saved a game, it was like, well, hey, I just did what I'm supposed to do. But when he when he blew a save. He was always standing in front of his locker 
And I mean, it's not like it was, he was jovial or anything, but he was very professional. He knew, he, you know, he knew people were looking for answers. He tried to give the answers. And I think he served as an example for a lot of guys in the clubhouse for a long time and created a, a great culture and was part of some amazing Padre teams. And, and I think everyone should enjoy this weekend. Have, have we seen a, a order of speakers yet in terms of where Trevor will fall on this very busy Sunday? No, what a great class, though. But no, no. But I actually just uh, wrote myself a note to check that out to see w- what it was. So yeah, I mean it's a, I, it's great. I've ne- I've been to Cooperstown to visit the Hall of Fame. I've never been there for an induction ceremony, but I'm I'm sure it'll be a great weekend for all those who have traveled there. I think the weather's supposed to be okay because sometimes it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, and so uh, anyone who's back there, we wish them the best along with you for a. Good weekend, and uh, we will talk to you on Monday so you can give us an idea of what went on and, and how everything went, and I guess we'll talk about what even happened back in San Diego as well. And, uh, on Monday, we'll be closing uh, in on the 31st. That's right, for the trade is, uh, deadline the as well. The next day, uh, which is the trade deadline, and A.J. Preller and his staff are in Cooperstown, and they plan to stay here until, uh, through the trade deadline because uh, they don't want to be traveling across the country and, and doing all the logistics there. So they're going to conduct their business uh, from Cooperstown. It'll be fun. Uh, and you're staying in their house, right? Isn't that what I was told? You're, yeah. You've got, an, well, you've got a, least, a, the granny cottage outside or something? <laughs> yeah, at least outside. They told me I could stay in, in Kia Soul, my rental car. So, <laughs> yeah, on the driveway. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you uh, then. Have a great weekend, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, Jay.